Hello, and welcome to South Asia Chat, a podcast series brought to you by the Institute of South Asian Studies at the National University of Singapore. I'm your host, John Vauder, a research associate and an editor at the Institute. With me today is Dr. Adil Rahut, Senior Research Fellow and Economist at the Asian Development Bank Institute. In this episode of our South Asia Outlook series, Dr. Rahut shares his expertise on Bhutan's economic recovery amid the pandemic, addressing trade connectivity with India, as well as the deleterious effects of climate change on the Himalayan kingdom. Both hydropower and tourism are critical resources for Bhutan's economy. Among other things, he touches on prospects for regional cross-border power cooperation and new trails Bhutan is blazing in tourism. One underlying theme is Bhutan's push for sustainability. Along with assessing the boon of new technologies to the greening of Bhutan's economic sectors, he will share his views on the evolving profile of Bhutan's large and young globalizing population and how it stands to affect Bhutan's external relationships. Dr. Rahut, welcome to South Asia Chat. Thank you, John. It's my pleasure. So Bhutan has really had a remarkable vaccination campaign. Uh, by the end of July 2021, it had vaccinated 90% of its eligible adult population within just seven days. And I believe uh, UNICEF celebrated this as arguably the fastest vaccination campaign uh, to be executed during the pandemic. Still, Bhutan, like most economies worldwide, has been hit hard by COVID-19. There have been supply disruptions as well as material and labor shortages, which have affected the government's uh, target capital expenditures. But there are some positive signals. Uh, for instance, Bhutan's trade with India has more than doubled between 2014 and 2015 and 2020, 2021. And just in November last year, both governments agreed to open seven new entry and exit points to further increase trade and connectivity. How would you assess the health of Bhutan's economic recovery and progress moving into 2022? Uh, as, as you rightly said, that uh, Bhutan has made a significant progress in terms of fight against COVID. I think it's to do with the leadership that we have in Bhutan. Uh, under the king, the monarch, I think uh, we are very united and, and we take uh, you know, the, the message from, from his majesty, the king, very seriously. And he has really worked very hard, traveled across the kingdom, uh, trying to talk to people, try to sensitize how COVID can you know, destabilize a small country like Bhutan. So, so that's, that's one of the key things that we have in Bhutan. And secondly, like when, when vaccination was brought in and rolled out, I think everybody was very positive. Every citizen went forward to take uh, uh, vaccinations, unlike other countries where there was denial to take vaccinations. I think that's to do with the leadership and that's to do with the culture that we have brought up. Uh, and, and that's also to do with the positive attitude that we have and, and the faith uh, that we have on modern medicines and technological innovations. Saying, having said that, uh, you know we are we are we are we are not immune to to the to the to the effect of this COVID nineteen. Like any other countries, we have been hit very hard in terms of like you know like the the tourism has almost zeroed down, which is a major source of revenue. Despite that, I think uh, you know we continue to working very closely with India. As a result, as you clearly said that. Our export actually, you know, grew and strengthened in the sense that, you know, the, the only options that we had in this COVID uh, uh, pandemic was to trade more with India. 
and uh, hydropower continued to stay same. It was not affected. Although I mean, like many of our, um, our Bhutanese, uh, uh, you know, like uh, lost their jobs. But the good thing is, uh, despite losing the jobs, despite, uh, you know, like lockdown affecting uh, Bhutanese community in terms of like, you know, revenue from, from tourism, I think there's empathy, you know, the feeling of, you know, empathy in Bhutan and there's a cohesion, there is a, there is a feeling of oneness, actually that helped Bhutanese cope up with the shocks uh, of COVID. Uh, like, you know, whether it's mental, whether it's economic, uh, whether it's, uh, it's physical. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I would really like, I would, I really like to thank uh, the government and, and moreover the current government that we have under Dr. Lute Chiring. I mean, like he himself is a doctor and, and he's aware of the consequences of COVID and he has really worked hard. He himself, I think he himself has come up and taken the COVID shot. So all those things really helped Bhutan, uh, Bhutan to face this challenge. Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh, societal cohesion um, is uh, a factor which sometimes is maybe not discussed enough and uh, as a critical tool in combating, combating the pandemic. Um, and in some ways, you know, we might say that uh, COVID-19 is kind of like a natural disaster. Um, and you yourself have written on the effects of uh, climate change um, in Asia. Um, such as changing uh, temperatures and how that will affect, uh, affect patterns of rainfall um, and glacier ice melt. Um, in one op-ed, you emphasized how um, regional cooperation for climate change mitigation is actually needed. Um, and you referenced electricity markets and regional cooperation on cross-border power trade. Um, hydropower, um, as you just have recently shared, um, is very important to India and Bhutan's bilateral relations um, and larger sub-regional sub ideas um, for water resource management between Bhutan, Nepal, India, uh, Bangladesh, and others have also been floated as one means of facilitating stronger regional economic integration. So could you perhaps speak to us on how Bhutan is navigating the prospects and challenges of cross-border power trade, um, while at the same time addressing some of the pressing environmental concerns that come along with it? As, as as you know, I mean, like uh, uh, like the climate change is a, is a, is a, is a great threat to the humanity. You know, the global greenhouse gas emissions has increased tremendously over last uh, you know hundred years. You can see how it has increased, and and uh, all the stakeholders across the world has really realized the need to cut down the greenhouse gas emissions. Well, uh, you know, the greenhouse gas emissions has been increasing for, for most of the countries, but uh, Bhutan has remained carbon neutral. I think uh, this is to do with our, as I always said that this is to do with our leadership. This is to do with the visions of our leaders where we have paid lots of uh, attention on, on, on our forest, where we have paid attention on undue consumptions of goods which is harmful to the to the nature so so that has really helped us to be remain carbon negative and 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 if you look at the constitution it's also enshrined that bhutan will continue to keep uh, uh, forest covers more than 60% so so it's not only the effort of the government but also it's an individual effort to 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 keep these resources for our generations to come that has really helped us to be carbon neutral and uh, 
Although I mean, like we are car carbon neutral, we are not immune to the effect of uh, you know uh, climate change. Uh, as you know, there are lots of glacial lakes, which is which can burst any time. The 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 agriculture production pattern has changed over a period of time. We have been you know like there has been lots of pests and diseases which is infecting our crops. So the food security itself has been threatened. And uh, you know, as as you know, this uh, hydropower is dependent on water resources, and uh, with climate change, uh, water resources can fluctuate. As a result, like you know, uh, electricity production can can decrease, and and you know, threaten the sustainability of hydropower projects. But despite that, we have made very significant effort in harnessing the hydropower. You know, most of our hydropowers are from run of the river, so which is very environmentally friendly. And by producing this hydropower, like, you know, almost 90% is exported. So as a result, what's happening is that we are able to displace carbon, you know, uh, coal use in India, coal use, uh, maybe like, you know, we should, we should uh, Nepal and Bhutan should work also with Bangladesh, India, you know, and help in, you know, removing this uh, coal use, uh, which can help in reducing GAG emissions from India. At at times, like I feel that if Bhutan and Nepal are able to, you know, generate all the hydropower, we would make a significant contributions and help in reducing, in replacing carbon uh, charcoal use in India. So, so that's something that I always look forward to. And uh, and other hand, we also generate revenue for our country, and and hydropower is one of the largest source of revenue for Bhutan. And uh, it's not only like you know, like we have. Uh, lots of project with India. We have a very good bilateral relationship. But but if you look at Bangladesh, also it has uh, you know used populations and and there's shortage of uh, of uh, of fuel, you know, clean fuel. So having collaboration with them can also help uh, you know Bangladesh in its missions to to achieve sustainable development goal seven. That's uh, providing access to clean and affordable sources of energy. And we have to work as a region not as an individual the fight against climate change is not uh, cannot be achieved if we if we if we make an individual effort but we have to come together we have to work together and uh, and save our planet yeah i i really like the fact that you're really thinking big and you know not just in terms of the transactional element but how you know through collaboration with places like nepal um, hydropower also has the ability to help some of these other neighboring countries uh, meet their own climate goals. So there's a, a net positive benefit that comes with it. Um, we'll come back to the question of sustainability later, but I briefly want to pivot to another critical engine of Bhutan's economy, which is tourism. Um, in March 2020, uh, the tourism industry um, in Bhutan began to face uh, many restrictions um, and I saw that a report on overcoming COVID-19 in Bhutan um, was recently published by ADB in December 2021, um, which looks in particular at Bhutan's uh, dependency on tourism. So the report pointed out that the pandemic presents actually a unique opportunity for Bhutan's long-term potential in this area uh, by, quote, tapping into the underexplored domestic tourism segment, um, including pilgrimages, um, along with prospects of bubble tourism um, as alternatives worth exploring. Uh, just the other day, a, a news item came out um, which talked about the op reopening of the Trans-Bhutan Trail um, after 60 years in, in March 2022. 
Uh, so can you perhaps tell us about the, the health of the tourism sector um, and some of the latest developments there? Yes, uh, John. Uh, you see, to, tourism is, 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 is a sec sector that's so much dependent on 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 this COVID, you know, as a result of COVID, we have to lock down, and 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 Bhutan could not afford to open up in the sense that we are very small populations, and uh, like you know, unlike uh, big countries, uh, we don't have uh, you know that big uh, hospital capacity. So as a result, we really had to. I think Bhutan had to lock down, and and it it was a good decision. Otherwise, like you know. We are a small populations with uh, we don't have capacity to house so many people who could get sick so so it was a very good decision although i mean like it has affected our tourism sector significantly i mean like almost zero tourisms and uh, like you know domestic tourisms uh, although i mean like uh, there's an options but i don't think it's, it's it can be big you know we're a small country of 700 800,000 population. So, so with such a small populations, uh, I I don't think like you know domestic uh, tourism would be would would really take off. And also, you know, like as a Bhutanese, we have been always traveling. It's a small country, so tra you know we know almost every places, and we have been traveling. So, so it doesn't become uh, tourist attractions uh, to Bhutanese. So. So the only option is to have uh, international tourists and maybe like regional tourism in the sense that, you know, India, China, Bangladesh, you know, uh, Singapore, Thailand. So, so attracting tourists from within Asia can be a very good option because of pilgrimage, the, the beautiful, uh, you know, climate, uh, beautiful valleys and, and good people would really definitely attract uh, people from this uh, this part of the world, uh, beside uh, you know Europeans and American tourists, so, so that's that's really good. And uh, and uh, and the policy of high value, low volume, I think that's that's really really good. Uh, with this policy, we are able to take care of of our natural environment. We we didn't want to like you know really spoil what we have. So that also helps us to get tourists who are really interested in tourism. You know, we want people to come and really enjoy. And, and and enjoy the beauty of our country and 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 take take back those beautiful memories with them so so that's also the reason why we went for high value and low volume and maybe post covid you know with the new trail opening will you know the tourism will grow and 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 it will be a source of employment for many of our youth and uh, and also like it's a pride for us because like people would like to come to visit our country you know Beside revenue generations, uh, I think it also gives us lots of joys to see that there's so much of interest uh, in our nations that people would like to come and visit us. So, so it's a combination of both. Uh, yeah, though COVID has not been good for us, John, mm -hmm. and uh, and 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 we have to acknowledge that you know, like uh, tourism industry has suffered badly. You know, uh, which includes hotels, which includes uh, transportation sectors, uh, the Duke here, mm. and the. I mean, it really is the the natural beauty of of Bhutan's landscape uh, that attracts so many from the region and the world to visit Bhutan. Um, and in this sense, it it intersects with uh, the greening of different economic sectors um, and the long term goal of sustainability. Uh, in addition to the hydropower sector, um, which you overviewed for us, um, in your academic writings, you've also discussed about the importance of the greening of other sectors like transport, construction, um, and agriculture. 
Um, and the quality, of course, of existing infrastructure uh, plays a, a strong role here. So how is Bhutan taking advantage of the different currents of globalization and technological change uh, to advance these sustainability goals? Yes, uh, John, if you, if you look at Bhutan, we are, we are a small country with small populations, uh, you know, young populations, but uh, very dynamic, well-educated, well-trained. Most of our, you know, fellow countrymen have really gone abroad, you know, to 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 educate themselves and have come back. So, you know, we cannot immune ourselves from globalization. We have to move, uh, you know, even if we cannot move at par, but we have to move uh, hand in hand with the changes that we are seeing around the world, like you know, with uh, with uh, with new technology, new innovations. And so. If you look at agriculture sectors, Bhutan has great potential within agriculture sectors uh, in the sense that, uh, you know, like we're in the Himalayas, we are going for organic agricultures. So with, um, with, uh, with new technology and demands for, you know, high value food products, organic food products, I'm sure like, you know, Bhutan will be able to enter this, uh, these niche markets where there's a demand for, for organic high value, you know, less pesticides uh, uh, use food so so that's where i think we can we can play a very important role role and uh, and we should really take advantage of uh, technological innovations having there and also like you know it technology like ai and machine learnings and all those things so we have we as as a Bhutanese, we have to really invest on our youth we really have to train our youth in this new technology because this uh, and also covid has taught us that you know we don't need to be you know in the city or somewhere to to provide our services right we can be anywhere in the world so so you know, taking lessons from COVID, like, you know, we could, we could have like, you know, like an agriculture sectors, we could sit in Bhutan and really like, you know, serve the needs of different countries in terms of, uh, you know, new technological development. So, so, so one of the biggest challenge and, uh, and need for Bhutan is to really, you know, invest on our youth, you know, to, 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 uh, to generate, uh, to, to learn this new technology, new innovations, and then sit in the, in Bhutan and then, you know, provide the service to, to other parts of the world. Mm. And to, to follow up on this observation, um, you know, the, the youth demographic in Bhutan is, is very high. And as you mentioned, they're going abroad, studying at foreign universities, coming back and bringing a wealth of knowledge. Um, at the same time, because of the exposure to globalization, uh, some of the social profile, you know, in terms of consumptive behavior, preferences, aspirations um, of the youth is also changing. So do you see some of these uh, social changes um, at all affecting Bhutan's relationships uh, with other countries um, in the region or even outside of the region, um, other countries uh, in Asia or the West? I don't think so, but you know, having traveled outside, I think it will give better perspective of those countries. You see, for me, I have lived in different parts of the world. So I have lived in India for a long time. As a result, I have made very good friends uh, with many Indians. So which means that I'm able to work with India. I'm able to relate with Indians. So, you know, I'm able to appreciate their culture. 
I have lived in, like, I have many friends from China, so I have been able to, like, you know, work with them. I write people with my friends, uh, Chinese friends. You know, we discuss lots of things. So, so I think it brings us together. You know, I lived in Ethiopia and Kenya, so I have lots of friends there. I have, I have looked into their views, the way they think. You know, and I have learned to appreciate them. I have learned to, like, you know, live with them. I have learned to, like, you know. Pray for them. I mean, like if I lived in Mexico, I have, I have, I have seen Latin America very well. So, it, I think it has brought us together. You know, we, we have started. You know, there's a feeling of oneness. We are one world. We are one planet. We need to all need to work together. And by, by the, by through this kind of like you know relationship, traveling outside, studying outside, I think it will bring Bhutan into 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 global map very strongly, very prominently. My friends that I met have always appreciated Bhutan, you know. They always wanted to visit Bhutan and they always uh, like the way we are doing things. So I, th I think it's, 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 a, it's a very, I think it has lots of positive benefits. Or, and, and, and you see, when we go back home, if you look at... Uh, if you look at Bhutan, Bhutan is a small country, and uh, and uh, and if we anything that we do, everybody will get to know. So there is a social pressure for us to 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 have empathy, to live a life of uh, dignity, you know, and uh, and also our leaders have shown the needs to 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 be mindful of others and uh, and of the country. You see, so 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 it's a, it's a it's a very interesting blend that Bhutanese are able to travel outside and come back and live in Bhutan. Mm. And, and one tangible benefit, of course, is the fact that you're speaking with us now, sharing your expertise and experience, having worked in many countries and engaged with uh, many peoples. Uh, so thank you so much, Dr. Rahut, for joining us on South Asia Chat. Um, and we in Singapore stand to be tremendously benefited uh, from your insights. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for giving me opportunity. And uh, it was my pleasure to hear your views and, and to listen to your questions that you had on Bhutan. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you.